Whether it's through a book, movie, or TV show, and whether it's conscious or not, we're all looking for ourselves in media. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah, where each week we're discussing our journeys in finding our representation in the medias we enjoy the most. Hi friends and welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah. In this episode I'm going to be talking about some serious, pretty serious things including emotional abuse, um, mention of physical abuse, psychological abuse, and uh, mental illness and all that stuff. So if it's uh, something that's triggering for you, feel free to skip this week's episode with um, all my love and hugs and uh, absolute understanding because uh, I know it's a hard hard topics to talk about and listen to um, but if it, you feel it's something that you can listen to or feels like you can benefit from it then uh, you know welcome to the episode I do have to say that I'm I'm very tired tonight it's uh, late Tuesday and, you know, podcast comes out very early on Wednesday. So I wanted to make sure I recorded. It's been tough to find the motivation to keep doing this. It's not quite going the way I wanted it to. And, um, honestly, I'm regretting some of the decisions, um, I've made with the podcast and I, I don't seem able to gain any traction with it, uh, which seems to be a theme a theme for me. So, um, I'm a little low energy and a little cast down tonight. Uh, so forgive if you forgive me if you hear that in my voice, but that's what's going on. And as you know, uh, for those of you that do listen, uh, I'm very transparent on the podcast. So uh, I just wanted to continue that trend and let you know what's been going on with that. Um, also, you know, just in the midst of a lot of change, uh, the move to New York and, uh, we, my best friend and I, who I'm, I'm living with again, uh, we've started an exercise program. We're waking up early and going every morning and it's been really wonderful and I feel great after doing it. Uh, but my body's just not used to, not used to it yet. So that adds definitely to my fatigue. Uh, so that's, that's where all of that is coming from. But tonight I want to talk about, uh, a very, very special memoir uh, I think last week I talked about a, a memoir that meant a lot to me, but also in general how much memoirs can mean to me. And uh, this is one of my favorites, the one I want to talk about tonight. It's uh, called In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado, who I think is one of my favorite authors. Uh, she's incredibly talented and... Um, her book of short stories was actually one of the first collection of short stories that I was actually able to read and enjoy. Uh, I'm not usually a, a short story type of person, but her collection, uh, her body and other parts, uh, was phenomenal. I loved every, every story in it. And so, uh, when I heard that she had a memoir coming out called in the dream house, I got very, very excited. And this was back when I was working at the bookstore, so I was very lucky to get an early copy of it. I read it and I couldn't put it down. 
it's just one of those one of those uh, memoirs you can't seem to walk away from it even after it's done you can't walk away from it so uh, I wanted to dedicate a special episode to it because it meant so much to me it talks a lot about uh, it talks about a very emotionally and psychologically abusive relationship she was in with her partner at the time and what how it affected her and how long it took her to get out of it and kind of realize that it was all her partner and not her that was in the wrong and uh, it really resonated with me because not because I've ever been in a, a relationship like that with a partner but um rather my childhood had aspects of that uh that emotional abuse psychological abuse from my parents and uh we've talked about this and they know how I've uh dealt with it in therapy and we've talked about it amongst ourselves and how it shaped me in a lot of ways so it's it's not a secret um it's always awkward to talk about of course but um I yeah I I was I was emotionally and psychologically abused um I was quite neglected for a lot of my childhood and uh, I think that a lot of that is where my PTSD comes from and it's not something that people talk about uh people talk a lot about physical and sexual abuse um probably because those are more common and more easy to spot. But emotional and psychological abuse are are very prevalent as well, and they can be just as harmful, I think, uh, as someone that has gone through both uh, the emotional and the sexual abuse. Um, I guess it was the sexual assault, but... um, not that's that's a different thing completely it's not from my parents or anything um the the emotional abuse part um can be just as damaging because you well for me I walked around for years thinking that I was something was wrong with me because um everybody else loved my parents everybody else thought that they must be the best um specifically my mother, uh, and she did just kept telling me I was so lucky to have her as a mother. And of course that wasn't anything that I experienced. And so obviously I felt, well, there's obviously something wrong with me. Everyone else loves her. Everyone else loves my dad. It's, it's me. There's something wrong with me. So it makes sense that they want to stay away from me, that they say these, these hurtful things to me. And, uh, it was a lot. It took, it took me, I don't know, I mean, the last 10 years maybe before I realized that wasn't me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 35 going on 36 this year. No shame in that, by the way, absolutely proud to be, be that age. Uh, but you know, it wasn't until I was in my twenties and been in therapy for a really long time before I realized, Oh wait, there was nothing wrong with me. I was not crazy. Um, I wasn't defective. It just, it was coming from my parents. And again, before anyone, you know, cringes or or anything like that, they know how I felt, how I feel now about it. And 
we've talked very openly about it and they've they've recognized where they did wrong and we're in a good place we're all in a really good place I I see you know I talk to them very frequently and we check in and we we have a good time together and so it's uh it's a very it's a much better relationship now but when I was a kid it was it was tough it was a dark dark thing and I think that I was I I think why it took me so long to recognize that it you know there's nothing wrong with me specifically is because emotional abuse isn't something like I said that is talked about as often and um, in fact in the dream house is maybe the first memoir or book in general that I've read where it is a um, main central theme. And I think, you know, Carmen Maria Machado talks about that in the memoir as well, especially in the queer community and how abuse in general isn't really um, talked about in the queer community between partners and uh, the stigma of it and all this, which I really appreciated because it's, it's very true. But um, I just felt very seen in the book, and reading her story made me feel less alone, which, as you know, is kind of what I'm searching for always in reading and uh, what I talk about in, in this podcast, because as alone as we feel, we're not. We're not alone. You know, there's someone out there that whether or not it's the exact mirror or similar same experience as us is going through something that they can relate to that, you know, we can see ourselves in or they can see themselves in. And so I think that's why in the dream house hit so hard for me in general. It's an incredible book. It's an incredible memoir. It's um, my favorite type. It's very vulnerable and open and honest. And uh, she doesn't really, she doesn't hold back in anything, which I really appreciate. I think memoir writers are people that, you know, take a big chance in writing their memoirs. And I know a lot of people don't like to rate memoirs and, and review them because how do you review or rate somebody's story? And um, I always review them. I always talk about what they meant to me because I think that as a memoir writer or as an author who has told their story, they want to make sure it's had an impact on people. And, you know, I mean, sometimes the story doesn't connect with me, um, but I can still appreciate that somebody has, you know, walked out on a limb and told their story. So even if I'm, I'm not madly in love with a memoir, I still give it props for existing. But for um, me, for In the Dream House, I thought that um, she was great. I thought she was exactly as open and vulnerable and honest as I like to see in memoir writing. Um, and she talked about something that is not talked about a lot, which is even scarier, um, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know what it was like for her to write it and to produce it and to publish it and talk about it, but in my thinking, it would feel even scarier talking about something that not a whole lot of people are talking about. Of course, 
I've not read every book. I have not read every memoir. Um, I, I could never. Uh, so there could be books out there talking about it a lot. And I don't really read uh, self-help books or um, psychology books and things like that. So I'm sure there are books out there uh, in those genres about emotional abuse and psychological abuse, etc. that I just haven't come across because those aren't my, my types of books I like to read. Uh, but in a memoir and in um, fiction writing, I don't see emotional abuse talked about. So going into In the Dream House, knowing where she was going with it and what she was going to talk about it, I already knew I was going to love it just because it was n- new in a sense and because I resonated so much with it. And, um, because that is what, in a, in a different way, obviously, because it was parental, but that's what I grew up around and in, and knowing, I don't know, I, I guess I knew it, that it wasn't my fault, but like seeing somebody else have that experience and come out the other side and they're in a healthy relationship and um, have them be able to express themselves and talk about it. And I don't know, there's something about that that helped me, like, really, really know it. Um, which I, I think I talked about last week as well, is there's a difference between knowing it and knowing it, knowing it. And, you know, that's what In the Dream House did for me. It's an incredible thing to read something that is so deep within me and and see it on the page and see that again that I'm not alone in my feelings about things like that Uh, so it was it was really powerful in general for me as as with last week's book um, this book is again doing something that not many people talk about or write about and I think that it's something we should talk about more And, you know, I mean, I see a lot of people joking about gaslighting and things like that. Um, But when it's happening to you, it's less funny. And when you're being told repeatedly that you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem, especially from a loved one or a parental figure, um, it is really hard to find a way to rebut that to be like no I'm I'm not the problem you're the problem so it's definitely something I think we need to have more conversations about and something that I think a lot more people have experienced that just don't know how to talk about it or don't know that it's a thing or don't know that they can talk about it because it's as I said it's less visible than physical or sexual abuse which, of course, are both incredibly horrible, um, heartbreaking, soul-breaking things that happen that need to be talked about and shine light needs to be shined on them and, and people need to find help for that as well. But that doesn't mean the emotional, psychological abuse isn't happening. It just, there's no scars left. There are no bruises to see. 
And when you're a kid or when you're quote unquote in love with a romantic partner and they're doing these things to you, you don't know how to have the language to say, hey, I need help to get out of this. You know, sometimes maybe when you're in a romantic relationship where there's emotional abuse, there are signs and um, people start kind of seeing it and telling you, you know, maybe you need to get out of this situation, much like with physical abuse. But as a child, getting it from my parents, I didn't have the language. I didn't have the understanding of what was happening. And so it confirmed all the worst things I thought about myself, which is always hard and definitely last you know, left an invisible scar, which, you know, I still deal with a lot today. I mean, I still have issues surrounding all of that. I find that with memoir writing, I'm drawn to, like I said, the people that are the most open and vulnerable and honest about things. And so, you know, I have my favorite memoirs and I have things that have really like hit home for me and really resonated with me because of that. And definitely in the dream house is one of those. It's one of those like forever books. I have it on my shelf still. I'm going to keep it forever. I, when I'm strong enough, I hope to reread it and maybe take something new away from it. Um, I always find with with rereads that something else kind of clicks into place, whether it's um, memoir or a fantasy book or, you know, whatever type of book. So I hope to, I hope to be able to do that someday and and just take something new away from it and uh, maybe see it in a different way in, in how it impacts me because I've not healed completely from things, but I have a greater understanding of what was going on when I was a kid and um, more compassion for myself, my childhood self. So it would be interesting to read it um, with that lens in place. But definitely highly recommend it if you can handle uh, handle it. It's, um, it's not an easy read by any means, uh, obviously, from, from what I've been talking about, but it's worth the read. It's also very short. I think it's under 200 pages even and she does it in a really clever way where it's like parts of it are choose your own adventure and it's really beautifully done she does it in a a way that makes it I don't know more palatable possibly for uh, people to absorb the the truly horrifying story she's telling but it's it's well worth it if you can if you can handle the trigger warnings that come along with it because it's just one of those memoirs that you you get swept away in and you want to know what the next thing is and you want to see how how she's gotten to a place where she can write about it and talk about it which i always find fascinating when it comes to memoirs i even if i'm not um, obsessed with them or, or falling in love with them. I still, I still want to read and read and read because I, I want to see how did the author get to a place where they can write about it and be that open about it and talk about it. And I, I just find it fascinating. I really do. And I think it's probably 
for some authors I've seen talk about their memoirs, it's like a healing process. And I totally, totally buy that because, you know, you're kind of getting it out and you're, you're allowing it to, um, be free in a sense. And it's no longer able to have such a strong hold on you because it's no longer so buried, which, you know, I found through therapy, I found through talking about with my, my friends and my parents and just being absolutely honest about everything. And, you know, now even with the podcast, just being as open as I have been has unearthed things that I've kept buried and hidden in shame and allowed to, you know, keep hold of, hold of me, um, because of that. So, I can see that, that, you know, writing a memoir would be very freeing and and clarifying for people. So I always like reading memoirs to get to that point and see how, how they've gotten to the point of being able to share their story. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely recommend in the dream house. I also, um, recommend her collection of short stories, which is actually her body and other parties, I believe both fantastic uh, she's just a great writer. She's really great. And, uh, I look forward to whatever she comes out with next. I think she's got some comics out as well that I'll have to look into, but, uh, I hope she comes out with a, another collection of short stories or, or a novel or something. Cause I would love to read more from her. Um, uh, maybe even another memoir. I would read it. Absolutely. You know, I'm a sucker for when I find a good memoir writer, if they write another memoir, I'll, I'll read it because uh, I want to keep being within that person's mind and seeing how they, how they click. I guess it's just been a, a memoir a couple of weeks, huh? Because, uh, I don't know, there's just something about memoirs. I'm, as I'm talking now, I'm thinking about maybe another memoir I could talk about next week. Uh, so maybe March is going to be my memoir talking month. And uh, I hope you guys, you, you all enjoy it because uh, I've had fun talking about them and they're ones that have, you know, meant a lot to me and, and where I felt very connected to and seen in and, and possibly you'll pick one of them up and, and feel the same way because, you know, there's no better feeling. There's no better feeling than feeling understood even if it's by a stranger that has written this memoir. All right, friends. Well, I think that's probably enough of my babbling. As I said, I'm, I'm very tired and I don't really know where the podcast is going to go. And I've been feeling very, I don't know. I've just been feeling very let down in a lot of ways, not by anybody or by anything in particular. I just you know, I'm still struggling to get a job. I'm, I'm still struggling to get the podcast off the ground and get people to actually come on and and be interviewed. Um, Casey, I don't know if you're listening to the, the podcast at all after your episode, but the fact that you came on and interviewed with me, that was like so special. So thank you so much. And Leia and my dad and Ross, all of you, um, have been really great. The fact that you've come on and actually done it and talked to me and it's meant a lot. And so I know it's possible and I hope I'm not that scary. And I, I just, I hope people start wanting to, wanting to share their stories as well. 
you know, I'm, I'm a very small podcast. I don't even have 50 listeners on Spotify yet. So, uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm really trying here, you know, and I'm, I'm going to keep doing it because I love doing it, but it takes, you know, a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort and it's just feels like sometimes I feel like I'm stalled in a lot of ways, but I get this feeling a lot and then something shifts and I'm feeling invigorated again. So, you know, I'm going to keep putting out episodes until, you know, someone tells me to shut up. So if you are listening every week, I really appreciate it. And don't worry, I'm still here. I'm still going to be doing it and uh, still, still pushing, pushing for more interviews and uh, getting some more people to come on and share their stories because like I said, you never know which one is going to hit you and be like, oh wait, okay, that's me too. Uh, as always, I'm going to ask that you guys, uh, you know, rate and review, follow, share, talk about, tell people about uh, the podcast. I've got a new Instagram for the pod. It's at Small Town Sarah Pod on Instagram. Come say hi, follow me, and you know, we can have a lot of fun over there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and stay tuned uh, for next week's episode where I think I'm going to be talking about another memoir called Excavation. And uh, I hope you guys tune in for that one as well. Alrighty. Bye.